So what's next is you're going to have to choose time or money. My oldest daughter was getting ready to go to college, and I hardly saw my kids because I was always at work because you don't make a generous six-figure income working an eight-hour day, right? So you're always at work. So it was a conversation with the kids, like, this is my daughter's last year in school. Um, You know, all these little stair-stepping kids are two years apart. What are we going to do? How do we want to spend that time? What do we value? As a family, what are our values? Do we value money or do we value family? Do we value relationships? Whatever. Having a, a very candid, very candid conversation about what not having a disposable income looks like, what it means not to just go pick up Taco Bell for dinner, right? But having right. to cook meals. And um, right. the kids and I decided and, and we mutually agreed that I was going to leave and go teach high school at a Milwaukee Choice School and give back to the community based on all of my experience. So because you, I knew what kids were dealing with. So you finally made it. <laughs> you finally climbed the corporate ladder and making good money, had the house, you know, able to support your family, and then you made the conscious decision to say, I want to now give back to the community. So I want to go back and I want to teach in school, which a lot of times teachers don't really make, you know, Yep. The glorious, <laughs> you know, corporate money that's yep. that's out there. Yep, that's that's and very true. You wanted to give back. Some it's just it's just amazing. It's like, hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, this is Jamar Jones, and this is another episode of the Forever Podcast, where we talk about business and we also talk about personal things because business is personal. Um, I am the owner of Forever Media and also a speaker and the author of my brand new book, Change Your Circle, Change Your Life. Uh, And we are going to get into some amazing topics uh, here today as we're going to be diving into defining moments, um, also just about community, relationships, and just really about personal growth. And we have an amazing guest on the podcast. We got Kayla Braham um, from Sports philanthropy network and inspirational instigator. We'll probably dive into that because that's, that's very interesting. She is all over the place. (laughs) Um, Bounces back and forth from, um, from Wisconsin and probably to Chicago, you know, quite, quite a few times um, a week, but um, she is definitely on the move and she is all about helping and providing hope, community development, culture, personal growth, Uh, It just has so much wisdom and knowledge to share. So welcome. Um, Give everybody just a quick snapshot, um, just about a minute or something of what's going on in your life. Well, first of all, Jamar, thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate that. And I'm honored to be here. What's going on in my life? It's summer and everything is moving quickly. Um, In a couple of weeks, I'll be moving three of my kids to college. So I have a daughter in Cedar Rapids um, at Co College, a son going to Syracuse, a daughter going to MATC, and five more kids in school. My youngest will be in second grade. So wow. summer is humming. <laughs> summer is humming, Jamar. <laughs> that, that's Sounds eight, like that's it. eight kids for anybody who's doing this right now. Yeah, it's, it's eight, eight kids. It's eight kids. Wow. Was that a conscious decision mm-hmm. of eight kids? You know what? Honestly, I don't know that it really started out that way, but I was an only child. I lived in a, a very poor home. It was just my mom and I, no brothers, no sisters, no dad in the picture. 
and I was lonely, you know, like I'd take that, the tennis ball and throw it up against the garage and it would kind of roll back and Mm -hmm. you go back, you pick it up again, you throw it, but there's no one. So Mm -hmm. I said, man, I wish I had friends, right? And like, I had this idea of like kids sitting in the living room, building Legos together and like beating each other up and playing, you know, hot lava and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, And I missed out on that as a kid. Okay. So. But yeah, you know, it, it's really to me just about like, oh, my house is so cool. It's it, right. it gets messy really fast. It gets clean really fast, but it is fun. Wow. Wow. And and that's actually reminds me of my mom. Um, so she was like, you know, she had me. I was the first um, of my brothers. And then um, she's like, you know what? He needs somebody to play with. Yeah. <laughs> so then that's when you know, my brother came along, um, which honestly is, is great. It's great definitely to have um, other siblings and people to kind of bounce things off of. Kind of briefly talked on the phone um, about some of your defining moments. And, I, you know, I think this actually works perfectly with the chapter we were just discussing as far as, like, life's not fair. You have to even out the odds. What was your defining moment to kind of get you where you're at today? Because you did not have an easy road at all. Um, But you've kind of defined all odds and you had those odds work in your favor at some point in your life. And now you're just on a great trajectory of doing amazing things, but also bringing up others as you're going. So define, you know, talk about your defining moment. Okay, well, my defining moments could come off of the back of your book. Small <laughs> promo. I did not get paid for that, folks. 50% mindset, 50% action. I'll start with the action. My husband and I were married for 17 years. Mm-hmm. And at one point, we found ourselves homeless. Right. And what do you do? Right? You have a couple, of, a handful and a half of kids. CPS will snatch up your kids. Right? You can't live in a van with... A gazillion kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was at that point, and you know, of course, everybody knows that that doesn't just come out of nowhere, right? The writings, the writings on the wall. You can see, you know, what's going to happen. So I was prepared. Yeah. I, I, I could see that this is where we were headed. When that moment came, and we were homeless. Yeah, yeah. The kids packed up a laundry basket and put it in the van and. At that moment, we left. And my ex-husband and I are, are friends. We have a great relationship. He lives halfway across the country, and that's okay, and he's very happy. And I'm here, and I'm very happy, and the kids are all very happy. So first of all, you can make things work. You don't have to put down your ex. You don't have to be mean, right? Like right, that. that's right. an important message when we talk about mindset. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure. Be an adult. But being homeless, fun fact. I live in Milwaukee. Don't know if you know this or not, Jamar, but nobody will rent to a single mom with eight kids in Milwaukee. Did you know that? Mm, really? If you owned a house, would you rent to a single mom with eight kids? I mean, it's a lot to handle. Right. <laughs> you, you just, if, if you are a business person, yeah, finance, yeah. you assume that your house is going to be ruined and it's not a good yeah. investment. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. So I nobody, mean, I would definitely think, I mean, just it's so much commotion, so much stuff that's going on. You would think that, man, if I rent this out, might not be in the best condition. Right. Yeah. So did that occur to me? Absolutely. It's hard to find a place to live. Um, the kids and I lived on 103rd and Silver Spring. Okay. If anybody's in Milwaukee, they know that that's not the easiest yeah. street to yeah. live on. That's no, a rough block. Yeah. Um, yeah. We used to have to sit on the floor uh, because the gunshots. We had plexiglass windows because the windows would be broken from the gunshots and things like that. And 
now we talk about mindset. Mm-hmm. 50% mindset. What are you going to do? The kids need to eat. Mm-hmm. Baby needs diapers, right? And, and I, by the way, I was a homeschool mom. We lived by Mount Mary College. We, okay. had, a, we had a nice home. I didn't work. I, I homeschooled the kids. So my life went from this to this pretty quick. There's mm-hmm. your defining moment. I worked four jobs, started working at about four in the morning, got done wow. with work at about 10 o'clock at night, and I saved every penny I could. But obviously, my rent was really expensive because, yeah. you know, you yeah. can charge whatever you want to a single mom with eight kids. Wow. Choosing the rent is in your favor. So, so I climbed my way up the corporate ladder, and I, I'm really thankful for that opportunity, and I was able to provide for my kids. And big, big defining moment or victory moment, being able to purchase a home because my credit score was obviously tanked. Yeah. Um, yep. And working that much is really difficult to set money aside. Mm-hmm. You know, just it, it's hard. But yeah. my message is like, you know, going back just a little bit, Jamar, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I grew up severely physically, sexually, emotionally abused. Mm. So I could say that's not my fault. The statistics show kids who grow up without dads in the home tend to have children before they're married, tend to repeat cycles, right? So... If I was 25 and working at McDonald's as a cashier, nobody would judge me because I could say it's not my fault. Mm -hmm. The deck was stacked against me. I mean, I'm an abused kid. My mom had severe mental health issues. I don't have a dad in the home. Basically, you know, sort of left to defend for myself. I started working at 14. It's not my fault. Wow. Right? And I could have said the same thing. It's not my fault we're homeless. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm homeschooling yeah. my kids. This yeah. isn't my fault. I'm entitled. I, I didn't deserve this. I didn't ask for this. This isn't mm-hmm. fair. I w- life isn't fair. You could have just, you know, had yourself swallowed by that. Yeah. And then just almost like that, that pride of yourself, like, I'm not supposed to have this. Right. You know, why am I in this position? Let me, uh, let me ask you real quick, because I just want to go back. You, you had two key points. You said that when you were growing up, you were homeschooled, right? Uh, no, I homeschooled my kids. Oh, you homeschooled your kids. But yeah. when you were growing up, did you, what was that home life like? Um, so it, it was rough. Okay. It, it was rough. Um, I had a number of concussions. We now, research has shown now the effects of concussions and, mm-hmm. and that brain injury and, and what can happen. Um, I was 48 years old when I was diagnosed with ADD and ADHD. Um, okay. I don't, I don't so quite think quite the opposite, you, right? Yep, usually yep. it's like when you're a kid and you're going through, you know, uh, middle school, high school that you kind of get that, you know, like, oh, does, do they have some ADD or ADHD or something? And so, yeah. so back in the day, just so you know, girls didn't have ADD, only the boys, mm. you ruckusy boys. Um, girl, <laughs> girls didn't have ADD. It was it was a boy thing, right? Boys couldn't mm. st- sit still. So a lot of things, you know, just kind of get swept under the rug or or they're just not noticed or mm-hmm. the, the right questions aren't asked. And you only know what you know. I, I didn't know that I had ADD. In fact, you know when I found out that I had ADD, ADHD? When my kids finally convinced me. When my kids said, Mom. Really? Mom. You need to go to a doctor. You need to just ask for a at. test yeah. and say, and they can test you, mom. They can, they can, they can test you, and it's okay. Yeah. 
You're not the only person. Yeah. There's no yeah. shame in that. But yeah, there's no shame just in that. right over my head, would I ever think, you know, that you only know what you know. Yeah. Talk about the corporate ladder part where you started to climb the corporate ladder. Why did you make that conscious decision to climb that corporate ladder and say, you know what? You know, because I know a lot of people are maybe in a in a tough spot where they're the cards are stacked against them and they're just kind of like, well, forget it. You know, no one's going to help me right now. And they don't, they're not motivated to climb that corporate ladder. And cause a lot of times that corporate side of things is very difficult to do. You know, you got to be people pleaser. A lot of times you have to be uh, a studier. You have to really um, take advantage of opportunities. You got to work hard. So I'm, I'm so glad you asked that because you won't believe what a pivotal question that is. Um, I said I was working four jobs, right? So I was cleaning RVs. I was doing private care nursing for a quadriplegic. Um, I was working in a fitness center, and I was managing a fourplex, right? And picking up whatever side, odd jobs, you need me to babysit your kids, you need me to pull your weeds, you need me to wash your windows, I'll, I'll do it all, right? But I realized that the problem with a lot of the things I was doing is none of those were going to get insurance, right? They weren't going to get me Mm -hmm. health insurance for my kids. And I did not necessarily, although I have no problems taking in times of need, I didn't want to continue to be in need, right? Right. I wanted wanted insurance for my kids. So I, I had this path that I could choose. I was either going to manage a Starbucks, and I had been offered that position, and I had applied at a gym. And the reason I applied at a gym is because I realized I need to control that stress. Somebody had said to me, the best, the best part-time job you can get is a job that gives you something for free. Believe it or not, managing a Starbucks or cleaning a gym part-time. Mm-hmm. I chose cleaning the gym part-time. And it wasn't necessarily about a free gym membership. It was this idea that if I go to a Starbucks, where really is my long-term path for opportunity? Yeah. It's yeah. probably managing another Starbucks. Yeah. And another one and just hopping yeah. around. If I start as a cleaner, I'm going to be the best cleaner they've ever seen. In mm-hmm. fact, I negotiated for 25 cents more on my hourly pay. I said, I have a college degree and I clean RVs, residential and commercial buildings. Yeah. I'm worth an extra 25 cents an hour. <laughs> and, and it went into negotiations for this extra quarter, right? Wow. Wow. But, but I, took that, I took that cleaning position, went into the kids club, went into the front desk, started doing memberships, started being the weekend manager, started being the sales manager. Before you know it, I'm managing a gym, then I'm managing a different one, then I'm managing a different one. And I don't regret that. Because the hard work paid off. That is amazing. There's so much to unpack with you. It's it's mind-boggling. Oh my yeah, god! Jamar. There's there's so <laughs> many there's so many things, so many good lessons, um, and with what you're saying. There's another chapter that I have um, that's called um, "You Ain't Working Hard," and it's because a lot of people think they're working hard, but they're not. They're doing about ten percent effort um into in a direction and they you know then they just kind of throw up their hands and like ah it's just not fair it's not working I I can't get anything going but you're not are you working four jobs are you (laughs) are you just kind of doing the grunt work you know to get your way up and and work the work the system and 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 see what the opportunities are Are you taking advantage um are you and and one key thing that you said is that you want to be the best cleaner it wasn't about like I'm just going to go in clock in clock out and just do my thing 
I'm going to go in and be the best cleaner that they've ever seen. So that way it gives you a chance to even out those odds. Yeah, it gives you a chance. It's, it's, it just evens out because if you were just a mediocre cleaner or just like I clock in, clock out, they would, you know, there would have been no chance to even out those odds. So once you were able to get the house with your um, eight kids, what was the next step as far as for you um, figuring out like what's what's next in the story? What's next in the chapter? Well, so first of all, getting the house was huge. Yeah. I, I can't, I, I like I can't hardly even say how huge without like yeah. tears coming to my eyes, because credit you, down payment. Well, you need, I mean, there's, so, there's much. so much that you need, right? So much. And if you're living in a neighborhood. And, and Milwaukee's very segregated, and we know this, right? So I obviously didn't blend into my neighborhood, and yet some of the best neighbors I ever had. Mm-hmm. I got just barreled in by snow. You know, I have a 12-passenger van, right? Yeah, yeah. All, all well, you these, need all these kids. kids <laughs> all these kids and men, you know, the, the plow just came and buried me. Mm-hmm. And all these kids, all these men just came out with shovels, and they all just started going at my van. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, you know, do, do, do you want me to pay you? And they're like, no, we're neighbors. This is what neighbors do. So, wow. so let's talk about that. There's good in, in the Milwaukee. world, people. There's, there's a lot of good, a lot in, of the good in the world. Um, where I lived, it didn't matter that mm-hmm. my skin was white. And I thank God for that every day because wonder if it did. Yeah. Wonder if it did. Because I was working four jobs. So my eight kids were alone all day. So wonder if it did. And at this time, you were you were a single mother. Yeah. So single yeah. mother, eight kids, working four jobs. Yeah. Yeah. You're a walking testimony. But but it's not me. My my big kids were great, right? So my yeah. big kids are raising their little brothers and sisters. Number one, so they get the credit. Um, number two, I I just gotta say like, God gets a ton of credit because I don't, I couldn't have done it. Right. And having, you know, I'm just so thankful. Like, I don't know how life necessarily works, but like you say, work hard. And I say, yes, but also work smart. Right. So I went from 25 cents over minimum wage to a very substantial six figure income because I chose to work smart. Right? Oh my God. And I think, you know, when, wow. <laughs> thank you. I'm, it's, <laughs> it's not me. It's, it's good people. And it's a, a lot of it is luck. Right. Yeah. Um, it's not luck. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it is luck. You know, luck is only a circumstance of you banging on a door long enough. Maybe because you, you know, your, your work ethic. And I do say this in the book too, is it's not all just about working hard. So you do have to work hard in the right direction. And that's where the working smart part comes yeah. from. Um, Cause a lot of people, a lot of people are working hard in one direction that they shouldn't be in. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's crucial. But I, I think that that luck piece is only a product of the action that you're putting in. You know, it, it's just, if you constantly, if I bang on a thousand doors it's not luck if one opens up and it's a it's an amazing opportunity that changes my life. Yeah. But if I bang on two doors and one's, you know, it's just that amazing opportunity that changes my life, then that's some luck. Right. You know, that's some that's some crazy luck. But if you're you were out, I mean, getting it, you know, doing whatever you could with all the odds stacked against you and you still that's why I applauded that because it's such a people just make so many excuses. 
complaints all the time. And it's just like, there's a lot of people that don't, that are in a way worse situation than you. And it's like, why, what are you complaining about? Just get to work. You know, you know? And it's, it's neat that you say that because that's always my message is like, I'm nobody. Like, like humbly and confidently, I'm nobody. I, I'm this little girl who grew up abused, who grew up without money, who struggled growing up without a dad, who's been homeless, whatever. And I hit the glass ceiling in corporate America, right? Okay. And I, I think what I would say to anybody in a position of leadership or power is as you're climbing that ladder, there is a thing called 360 degree leadership. You can influence everybody in your circle. But rising leaders need to consider who are they working for? Are they working for their boss? Or are they working for the people that they manage and lead? And I would challenge everybody to keep the perspective that mm. good leaders lead and upper management can manage all day long. They can make the rules. That's fine. Leaders can enforce them and say, not my rules, but I'm getting paid to enforce it. Mm -hmm. I want to lead you. Yeah. Yeah. Good leaders lead. Good leaders lead. Let's, uh, let's, let's just fast forward a little bit. I want to get this full story in this <laughs> podcast. Um, so we've, you know, you've gotten the house, you start, you, you have, um, you know, your corporate job, but you, you hit kind of a, a ceiling with that. What was the next step? Because absolutely, it's important. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Absolutely you get amazing. one life. You get, you get one, one life. We're all yeah. leaving a legacy. What, what's your legacy? You have, you have one opportunity in your lifetime so that when you die, people remember you for something good or something bad or something mediocre or they forget right. you. Right. So you wanted to leave your stamp. And so a after you, so you, how long did you teach? I've been teaching for two years. Okay. Teaching for two years. And... So how did you then get into the space that you're in now, which is Sports Philanthropy Network, and now that you're the Vice President of Community Development, Culture, and Growth. So yeah. how did that happen then? Life has a funny way of, like, <laughs> you don't have to go looking for your, like, whatever you want to call it, your ministry, your volunteer work, your people. All of that will come to you. Like, <laughs> you, you just be open to receive and you'll get all kinds of things that need to be fixed yeah. in the world, right? Ironically, teaching doesn't pay enough to feed eight kids. I don't know if that's a surprise to you or not. <laughs> it's not a surprise. That's why I'm like, wow. <laughs> My business partner and I um, had been in discussion and he had this vision of the Sports Philanthropy Network. He had the bones built out. Um, he had the strategy he had the, the, you know, all of the legal stuff ready. It was just a matter of building it out and scaling it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, sports philanthropy, huh? Like, wow, that's a really great way to change the world and make the world better. That's a great right. way to create hope and possibility. Right. I have the best job in the world. I, I work with professional athletes, foundations, leagues, teams, mm -hmm. and I help them spend their money for good. I, I, oh, I get wow. paid to spend other people's <laughs> money for good. <laughs> And you're doing a positive change, yeah, you know, yep. uh, through that. And it's, it's, it is like the ultimate, um, job. So you, so you partnered up with your, with your business partner to do this. And it, it, that was all through when you were teaching and it was just, and it was just an idea, right? This all yep. started with he, just a thought. It, it just started with a thought and it's grown to something amazing. Wow. I mean, I can't describe how big it is. You know, it, it's so cool. Cause people are like, 
it's so cool you work with professional athletes. Can you get me Super Bowl tickets? And I'm blessed because I get to go to the Super Bowl. I get to go to the Big Ten playoff games. I get to go to the Big Ten media right. days or, or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, so I get these press credentials, which is fabulous, by the way. And yeah. job perks, right? Find a job <laughs> with job perks. I told you I wanted that free gym membership. Well, you know, you got to keep Yeah, you got to keep going. <laughs> get those perks. But, but the, the greatest thing for me is I work with good athletes who are committed to doing good work. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So you get a dirtbag athlete who's conceited and, you know, money hungry and not willing to give back to their community or go back and, and change anything. I don't have to work with them. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I guess we're in different silos. That's OK. Yeah. Bye bye. Yep. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. Because that's not what that's not what the mission's about. Right. The mission is about opportunity. It's about empowerment. It's about DEI. It's about women in sports. It's about access. It's about just inclusion. Mm -hmm. It's about mm -hmm. leveling the playing field, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, no pun intended, right? No, no pun intended. <laughs> no pun in so I want to ask you um, a question that I got asked on a podcast um, not too long ago. If I was coming to you and you were my mentor, What's the number one advice you would give me? That's a great question. I ask my podcast guests that too. I don't always think about the answer. Um, the number one answer I would give you is be the person you were created to be. Mm. You know, um, you don't have to follow your passion. You don't have to follow what you're good at necessarily, but you do have to be who you were created to be. And I'd say, you know, sit with yourself and figure that out because my experience has told me that all of those things that have happened to me and and there's four hours more right yeah, there's four yeah. hours more i've buried two little girls i mean i could go on and on and on all of your it's not fair moments were given to you for a purpose so that you could do something with them mm -hmm. and so that you could choose to be a victim, to be an it's not fair, or you could use your mindset, put that to action, and use that bad for good. And, and I truly believe when we all collectively lock arms and we start using our bad moments for good, that's where change happens and good change happens. Drop some gems there. I hope so. I hope Drop so. I mean, that's gems. from my heart. Honestly, yes. that's from my heart. Yes. I mean, it's amazing advice. Absolutely amazing advice. Um, well, I'm definitely going to have you on other things because there's just so much more to talk about. Um, I think that, you know, with your story, um, you know, we talk about defining moments, who you are as a person. Um, you know, you're, you're almost like a walking testimony of kind of what that what my book is about, you know, because. It, it just says that you can kind of control your circumstances. You are in control. And once you start to um, have self-love and self-evaluation of, of, of who you are, um, that self-awareness, that's what unlocks everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's just I have so <laughs> many just more questions, but I want to uh, be respectful of time um, where so. What do you want to plug? What what do you have going on and where can people find you? Um, if people are looking for Hope and Possibility, I would recommend that they catch the Legacy after the Locker Room vodcast. That's Tuesday nights at 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 at 
Central. And you can watch that live on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook at Kayla J. Bradham. Um, awesome. But the whole vodcast is the story of professional athletes mm-hmm. and their stories of creating hope and possibility through sports. Their stories are way more interesting than mine. Oh, I don't know about <laughs> that. I don't know about that. But, yeah, we will definitely drop in the uh, the link to that podcast um, on all of our platforms as well. And um, where they, how can they get a hold of you? Um, find me on LinkedIn at Kayla Bradham. Follow me on Instagram, Kayla Bradham. Reach out to me on Facebook. Um, I'm, I, if people are interested in, they, they need help or they want to make the world better, those are the people I want to call my yes. tribe. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, thank you so much for being um, on the podcast I think you've dropped so many um, just good things for people to hear, um, young people or people that are struggling in their career. Maybe they're, um, um, there's just so many things that yeah. you just gave, which is uh, amazing. Uh, so thank you so much for being on the podcast. And uh, everybody that's listening and watching, please uh, like, comment, and subscribe uh, to all of our platforms and our channel. Make sure you leave a review, and uh, we're going to keep this going. So. Uh, If you are at a point in your life where you want to make that transition and you want to make that change, definitely go ahead and grab the book, Change Your Circle, Change Your Life, and reach out to Kayla because, you know, she can probably connect you or at least give you some advice on to where you need to go next and how to do that. Uh, So thank you so much for listening and for watching. And until the next episode, see you then. Peace. Thanks for watching this video. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to hit that notification bell for more amazing content that we're going to be putting out. And don't forget, you can change your circle to change your life.